Fuck-a-doodle-doo, that ain't 10 o'clock in the goddamn morning. They call me the Cockney Rooster, and I'm here for some whooping and hollering. No one has called me that ever. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's the 11th of October. It's a Thursday, so you know we mean business. And we're here to get straight into the hard stuff. Got a couple of bottles, a jungle fire hot sauce sent to me by my main man, John B, who will be on later in the show. Oh, I got a big old sack of bangers. And I've got a right load of old stress and grief from online newspapers. Where else would you be 
bonk off your memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Slugger. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Well, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes, the one and only greatest breakfast show in the whole world, all across the flat earth, all the way to the fictional land of Australia, Threshold.fm, live on the YouTubes, the chat's filling up, they're all in there, Deb Bass, Tony Jenkins, uh, Kia Toki, uh, Anthony Ford, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Oliver Hooper, Flux Radio, a.k.a. Ben Cooper. Whoo, shit. Decent people, decent, honest, God-fearing folk. Ah, they just want to get their shit together. They want to tidy their room, bucko, and sort their damn act out. Got a shout out the VIP list. Everyone on Patreon supporting the show, supporting the station, making these dreams come alive, realising this insane mess that I'm calling a radio station. God bless you all. Nicholas Goncalves, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Tony Hark, Paulie Hutton. Congratulations, Paulie Hutton. He's just had a kid. I will say that Will is not a bad shout as a name. Just putting that out there. Sierra R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Colm Murphy, Sam Howard, and Tony J. Bunch of bad motherfuckers, if ever I saw a list of bad motherfuckers. So yes, indeed, we have John B coming up a little bit later. He's going to be on the blower and uh, going to be talking all sorts of things. I've got all manner of stupid questions to ask him. Uh, I, I want to, I just want to find out about his laugh. Also, he sent me some of this jungle fire hot sauce, um, which uh, is meant to be pretty pokey. Uh, so I'm pretty keen to get into that. I've got uh, got a blade. And uh, I haven't, so I haven't tested them first. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I like a hot sauce. I'm not, you know, I'm not hard when it comes to hot sauce. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, dish out fake bravado and go, oh, I'm taking, taking hot sauce, taking all the million scovels with the fucking nuggets and that, mate. <laughs> no, I'll take a medium strength hot sauce. I had the hot one at Nando's, but the Nando's hot one is not really hot, is it? Come on, it's just, it's for children, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just it's a just it's a posh chicken cottage. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Anyway, there's a lot of nonsense going on in the world, a lot of absolute madness. Uh, let's get straight into it, and then we'll play a record. <sighs> Mum dance can stop texting me. Sod off. Uh, swarms of STD infected ladybirds are invading Britain's homes. Experts warn. Now I'm not one for an expert, but let's get into it. If you spotted swarms of spotty little beasts crawling around in your house, be warned. They could well be infested with STDs. They could be jump-up DJs. Uh, the bugs, harlequin ladybirds, they sound like trouble, have black wings rather than red ones and carry the la boule benignale's fungal disease transmitted by steamy ladybird on ladybird sex. 
That's what it says in the Metro. I mean, yeah, Ladybird on Ladybird sex. That's generally sex. Generally, in nature, is between two of the same species. I mean, it can happen. You know, interspecies love, consensual interspecies love. Maybe such a thing is possible. Who knows? It's 2018. Um, they're now looking for a place to bed down for the winter. But don't panic. The fungus-infested creatures don't want to bed down with you. Good. Um, just in your house. Hmm. The sex-diseased beasts. <laughs> they're really going like full tabloid on this. Carry a fungal parasite, which is often transmitted during hot insect romps. Okay. Uh, the pest experts recommend seeding windows to make sure they don't get in your home. So, I mean, what are we on, like, a sort of amber alert here? Got these slag, bloody ladybirds. I mean, I guess the lady in the term is a sort of bluff. like, Or maybe they're a sort of lady in the street freak in the bed sort of situation. I don't know. I mean, it's ladybirds are notorious sluts, and they don't use protection. Um, but it's They're just out there slinging dick, basically and not really thinking about the consequences. It's not on. And now they're obviously suffering. Now they are suffering the consequences. They're all riddled, absolutely riddled with fungal STDs. Um, I mean, is there a comparison between them and Jump Up DJs? I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions over an entire subgenre of drum and bass. No, all right, I will. Yes, uh, a direct comparison to Jump Up DJs. Uh, They're not thought to pose a risk to humans, thank God, but could be dangerous to native species. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you go. So you sort of more like neurofunk ladybirds. They could be in trouble. Your liquid ones, they wouldn't stand a chance. They'd be the first to perish. And then I think it would be the sort of hard drum and bass, your sort of amen lot. They'd probably be the ones that would ultimately take down these sort of STD riddle jump up DJ ladybirds. It'd be a bitter fight though. It'd be a better fight. Hmm. Deary me, the shockwaves would be felt for many generations, I'm sure. Uh, but luckily for you lot, I have almost no jump up. Almost no jump up in the list for today. Uh, that said, there's another T greater than I. I'm pres- presuming it's T greater than I. It's called Second Chance. Sounds a little bit like that remix that he done did for Leveller. Uh, but it's a good jam. There you are. Look. Same bongo player as that Kirill tune. Probably. Shit's popping off in the chat. Tom Cam's in there, Vlad's in there, Tommy Bizzle's in there, the Squidgemeister's in there. Oh, they talked about Shakespeare in the lab Bible. Oh, it's all, it's all gone mad. I need to settle myself and calm down a little bit. I'm excited. I listened to yesterday's show and I'm speaking way too quickly yesterday. Whoa. Really stumbling over everything. <laughs> Can't make up for crummy banter by just talking faster. This is all it does, just 10 minutes. Just keeps going. (laughs) 
Sean Rudds is in the chat. He's looking to cyber. They're a saucy bunch, these coffee and memes listeners. If anybody has any questions for John B, serious ones or foolish ones, get them in on the uh, YouTube chat. If you're listening on uh, just the audio stream, you can find the YouTube fa- the YouTube live stream. Just go to threshold.fm slash watch. Now, I will say that this tune is not dissimilar to the remix of Tyrant. Uh, they're of a style. I'm a fan. I like them. I like he or she or uh, maybe it's a collective. Maybe it's a STD-infected ladybird. I don't know. Right, look, what else have we got here? Plane flies meters from building in stunt compared to 9-11. So this is in Australia. This is in, uh, it's in Brisbane, mate. Uh, that was a sort of hybrid South African Australian there. Oh, that's a terrifying accent. Uh, this is ridiculous. Like, so it's like a proper bloody uh, like Air Force jet. Like It's the size of a bloody, maybe not the size of a jumbo jet, but it's like the size of one of those... Uh, easy jet planes and it's just cruising through a city about like looks like it's about like a hundred feet off the top of the buildings or something just going down some river people are losing their shit like if you looked out of your office window and saw this thing you are I'd, I'd probably just melt i'll just i mean i guess you see it flying past you you think all right it's probably not going to fly into me but if it's coming towards you gotta be absolutely terrifying but um so, so some people understandably in their office blocks are just completely losing their minds. And then so, so others are like, hey, listen, mate, if the fucking, unless the co-pilot and the fucking pilot both have heart attacks at the same fucking time, or the plane suddenly malfunctions, which won't, then you're absolutely fucking safe, mate. Don't even worry about it. You're a disgrace for even thinking about it. I don't bother look on your face. Um, and they reached out to the uh, the RAAF, the Royal Australian Air Force. They're not real because Australia's not real. But, you know, just for the purposes of this story, I'll play along. I'll play along with the game, the whole Australian game facade. Um, they reached out to them and the Air Force said, basically, uh, to cut a long story short, it's a bit of fucking fun, mate. Don't take it too seriously. We'll just fly on a plane in the middle of the fucking city, mate. Uh, they said... Last year it was flying quite a lot higher, but the low altitude this year made all the difference for the photos. 
because <laughs> I was looking directly at it or even down at it. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Well, you know, this is uh, it's apparently it's part of the event happens every September to celebrate the end of Queensland's three-week arts and culture festival with a day-long concert. They just fly a fuck-off great plane through the middle of the city, just giving absolutely zero fucks. Yeah, all right, look, that's fine. Let's uh, let's get a little bit more. Come on, let's get a little bit more action on the go. Come on, what's it? Oh, I've got some new insight. Well, I don't know how new it is actually. It's new to me. I've got some new inside info uh, called uh, metamorphosis. Oh, oh! It's on the same uh, same sort of flex as conformity, and it's it's good. It's very good. This is Inside Info, Metamorphosis, featuring Miss Trouble. Some Viper! Oh, that's a fact. Why you sling your hook? Go on, give it up. Let me sing the hook. Don't give up. Get the run around to brothers out of luck. The struggle now, selling for pence, not pounds. The checks bounce, I'm out. What they wanna spray? Tins in the bins? Okay. Gagging with the mask, killing with the base. Uh, that's a bigger task. Force for you to master chef. Can you be the boss of your destiny and master it? Metamorphosis. 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 
news for people who like to get on the gear alright vending machine dispenses bag of white powder hidden in crisp packet for 50 quid I wonder what that could be when you go to London you expect to pay a little over the odds uh, you would expect to be ripped off it's part of the fun every time I hand over 6 quid for a pint of Foster's where are you drinking Dominic Smithers of Lad Bible a little piece of me dies inside I once paid £5 to get... Oh, fuck off. Come on, let's get, get cut to the chase here. But even for London, 50 quid for a packet of crisps seems a bit steep. <laughs> However, a bizarre video shared online shows that one group of lads uh, can't wait to part with that kind of money to get their hands on a packet of salt and vinegar. At first you think they've either lived in the capital for too long or blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the video shows that someone has very cleverly... I mean, it could be, it could be fake news... I, you know, I'm putting it out there, it could be fake news. But some clever person has rigged a vending machine to charge 50 quid for packets of crisps that have been, like, opened, add bags of gear put in them, and then sealed them back up. This is, uh... This is smart. Someone, someone has got their business brain on for this. Uh, Ziggy Andes Bravo, that sounds like a made-up name, posted a video to Facebook depict, uh, depicting one of the group putting 50 quid, two 20s and a 10, into a vending machine. As you'd expect, they push the buttons for the crisps they want and they fall down. Then, this is where the plot thickens, the apparently sealed crisp packet is opened and is revealed to contain a small bag containing a, a white powder. Mmm. Have they bought a packet of old-school salt-and-shake crisps? No, it's gear. Unless this is some new marketing campaign I missed. Hey, look, this is the other This is the other flip side of this. Maybe. Maybe Walkers, well, after this whole bloody uh, fiasco with the crisp packets not being recyclable, maybe they're up in the ante and they're like, yeah, right, we sell gear now. What's your, what's, what's your problem? Like, yeah, you can have a pack of salt and vinegar crisps if you want. They're like, you know, 75p. That's fine. Or you can have a gram of Columbia's finest, 50 quid. You know, we're just branching out. You know, we're like, it's a side hustle at the moment. It could become a main hustle, could become a full-time hustle. We're going to see how it goes. You know, the vending machine, that gets around any of the illegalities of it because I guess if you buy drugs off an inanimate object, maybe that sort of, it's a bit of a legal grey area. It's a sort of loophole. Could be. Uh, they've got a gif here of um, Carl Pilkinson saying bullshit. So I guess they don't believe it's true. I think that really that they they don't believe that walkers are selling drugs. I think it's perfectly possible. You've got these STD infected ladybird jump up DJs, dogs, narcs, cats sell drugs. This we know. This we know to be fact. Now, <clears throat> walkers are drug dealers. I think it's I, I think it's more than possible. Uh, and they're legalizing weed soon. Well, they're legalizing it for medicinal use. That's the first step, isn't it? So I reckon. Couple of years down the line, once they need to sort of rejig the economy after this whole Brexit fiasco, they're probably just going to legalise all drugs. So maybe just walkers are kind of ahead of the curve here. It's possible. I'm saying it's possible. Right, look, let's go. we're going to have a one, like, 
mm, couple more tunes maybe, then I'm going to get Big Man John B on the blower. Right, what have we got? Skeptical. This is a cool record. This is called Without a Trace. Hey, Sean in the chat. I hope they use packets of bugles for this. Like it. Another constipated one. Bloody mum dance, blowing up the phone. Talking all sorts of bollocks. I shan't rise to it. It's a hot little number. Skeptical and Alex Perez. It's called Without a Trace. We've got one more story and then I'm going to get Juan B on the phone. Mum's anger at being turned away from 15 rated film because she had her baby with her. 
Righto. Good, oh. Good, good. Big news here in the Metro from Richard Hartley Parkinson. Uh, a mother has hid out at her local cinema after she was refused entry to watch a 15-rated film because she had her baby with her. Uh, Catherine Buckley, 37... And said that Rosie <laughs> said that Rosie wouldn't have known what was going on in the film at the uh, Cineworld scream- screening of A Star Is Born. Uh, she said that her and her sister bought tickets and were on their way into one of the screens when a member of staff approached and said, "We're not sure you can take her in. She's not 15. No, she's fucking not. She's a baby." Staff at the cinema have been supported by their bosses, who said that they were acting in accordance with the age restriction law. Not only that, but we don't want any fucking kids in adult films because they make a bloody racket. They don't understand the plot, they keep asking what's going on and who the characters are, and they can't be trusted to not check their phones. Typical. Uh, However, Mrs Buckley was not happy, saying, We thought they were joking! But then they said, no, we actually couldn't take her in. I understand there has to be rules and legislation in place, but they're asleep for 18 hours a day. I think anyone who has a baby will tell you that's not actually the case. Uh, She can only make out near shapes. She wouldn't know what was going on at all. (laughs) So she's not allowed to sit at home and watch the news. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean I can't take my baby into a strip club? She loves tits. No, it's 18s and only. She doesn't understand. Like, she's not going to pay for a lap dance. She's a child. Like, you know, it's the law. You can't, you just can't do it. You can't, like, oh, she's 18 weeks old. Oh, look, it doesn't work like that. Cineworld told the BBC, how does this just, no, like, you're having to give statements to the BBC about this. In line with the British Board of Film Classifications rules, Cineworld is not allowed to let anyone under the age of 15, including fucking babies. Uh, into films that are classified 15 or over. We are sorry that this customer was disappointed with the mandatory law that the City World staff have to follow, but maybe don't take your fucking kid to a 15-year-old film. God, that's a quite a strongly worded um, statement from City World there. Um, take your little screaming bastard elsewhere, possibly a kinder cafe, um, or don't. All right, understandable, fair enough. Right, look, let's try and get John B on the phone. It's worth a try, isn't it? Where is he? Come on, Big Johnny. Woo! Johnny! Hi. He's there. Is this thing on or what? Is this? (laughs) Yeah. Where's my 20%? 20% is, uh, yep. Deary me. Uh! How are you? Are you okay? I'm all right. I was. I haven't used Skype in ages, and I uh, just tried reinstalling it on my phone and set up a brand new account. I thought I'd destroyed oh, wow. this one, and the world was going to end. And uh, oh, God. I was having a bit of a panic, but I'm fine now. Oh, baby boy! Uh, let me put a little picture of you up on the screen so people know uh, what you look like. Uh, I've even got the picture of you on the telephone, so that's good, isn't it? Ah, wonderful. Yes. This Except is. I'm- I'm doing this on my laptop, and you're breaking up and stuff, so excuse me if I don't get all of the jokes. Oh, okay. Well, they're not going to be very funny anyway, such is the nature of this show. But we try our best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the hot sauce that you sent me. I um, I sort of, uh, I hadn't seen it online, so I sort of assumed that it would just be in a sort of little homemade, like, mason's jar or something like that. <laughs> but but no. this, is a, this is a like a beautiful, like, proper... A uh, bit of hot sauce, and it's got a, a, a it's jungle themed, jungle fire. Yeah. It's got a cool label, 
And the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm doing it properly. Uh, I, yeah. When I started off, it's just because I was growing my own chilies and then ended up with too many and needed to do something with them. Um, but uh, yeah, like I've, I've had a, uh, you know, registered as a food business and done all the, yeah. uh, had the council round to check the kitchen and uh, food hygiene rating and everything. So uh, nice. you got it properly. Yeah. Um, I guess using terms like, yeah, these are the sickest hot sauces out there is probably... No, yeah, yeah, you don't want it to make you sick. No. no, although this is something I've seen in sort of like food vans and the sort of street food things. People referring to food as filth, like filthy burgers filth. and stuff. It's a bizarre uh, thing to coin with with food stuffs. Yeah, I, I, I don't like all this new language. At <laughs> least <laughs> these new folk, these millennials. Oh, bloody, yeah, bloody millennials. When they're not eating ass, they're just ruining the language. Oh yes, yes, wonderful tune. Absurd. Um, Right, look, shall I shall I get into tasting them? Do, do you think should we go straight on with that? And then I've got some, um, yeah, some fairly fit. foolish things yeah, I mean, to ask. I didn't, you. I didn't intend for this to be hijacked as product placement or anything. So, no, it's uh, fine. It'll be. Yeah. Uh, I I do like the one. the The barbecue one is called D and BBQ Fire. Yeah, that is that's a beauty. Um, right, come on, let's get into this one first because this is the less less hot, isn't it? Yes, I think it's still pretty hot. Um, that batch that you've got there is the most recent one, and. The chilies I used in that were chocolate uh, scorpion marugas, right, which sounds, are sounds really, like really, really hot. Mm. Uh, but it's it's weird because like my tolerance has gone up a lot since making these. Um, that's, so that's to pretty me, pokey. <coughs> is it, oh shit! You're gonna love the next one then. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. D and BBQ fight. That's delicious. Thank you. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah, it got it's quite sweet. It's got you sort of yeah your barbecuing molasses action yeah, and in the, there smoke and the smoky flavor as well like it's good um good on burgers and if you i'm really into like low and slow american style barbecuing you know where you yeah, smoke nice. brisket and pulled pork and stuff as you know five ten fifteen hours or whatever mm. um, and because i've never really liked barbecue sauce but since getting into that i kind of get it now mm. um, and it goes really well with that stuff i did a bit of brisket recently i've been on a sort of wacky diet this wacky carnivore diet I'm not doing it so i'm eating vegetables now it's a long story but uh i did uh i found that brisket is an extremely cost-effective way to eat a lot of meat quite cheaply yeah oh yeah i interested. mean it, when you buy a whole brisket from the butchers it's like it's about 50 quid but it's a huge huge chunk of meat mm. um and then yeah i mean it lasts for ages because it's a massive massive chunk of meat but um it's a if you're doing it on the smoker it takes forever it's a fine art like the brisket is something that's very difficult for me at least to to master because it can be like 15 hours cooking because you have to and you have to manage the fire on the uh the smoker for that period of time as well which is a, a mission but it's yeah, good yeah. <laughs> right look i'm gonna i'm gonna save the other one because i don't want to die yeah, it might. You might sort of lose your train of. It'll be like that. I, I've never watched this thing, but there's something called Hot Ones, where some yes. dude makes people eat hot wings and interviews them. But despite my interest in chilies, I've never been bothered to watch that at all. But yeah, no, I don't. I, want to. I think there's a good episode on it with Joey Diaz, the comedian. Right. Hey, do you know? Are you aware of his work? Uh, I am not. I'd probably recognise his face, but uh, yeah, he, I'm not like, oh yeah, Joey Diaz. He's yeah, a big, yeah. uh, big fat Cuban American uh, who's on Joe Rogan's oh, show good. a lot. That dude, yeah. He's like, hey, fucking Joe Rogan, that, that, you eat these fucking wings. They're so fucking hot. You wouldn't believe it, cocksucker. <laughs> um, right, look, I've got some uh, rather... Well, actually, I've got a few things I want to get in, A few things I want to get into. A lot of people have been asking... Uh, well, 
A lot of people have been commenting that your recent sun and bass set was extremely good. Oh, that's very kind of them to say. Uh, they also mentioned, uh, were you playing after comics? Yes. Was there an incident involving a USB stick? Yes, there was. <laughs> yeah, I pulled. I, I mean, I play with Serato, so like, uh, I mean, my time codes are on USB sticks, so I still have to oh. stick them in. But like, I've never DJed with my tunes on the USB, so I, you know, but uh, he had like two USB sticks in. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were USBs in all of his CDJs, and. I pulled the USB stick out of the one that wasn't playing, but what I didn't know was he was reading a track off that on the other CDJ. So basically, pulling it out stopped the music, even though I I didn't like yeah. put it out of the wrong one, but because he was, he's, I guess he had different stuff on different ones. And did yes, you do uh, it deliberately just to fuck him over for a laugh? Yeah, fucking hate that. Bastard. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you have these. Uh, I don't know if you do, but like, you know, the classic DJ nightmare dream you have is, um, you know, you're, you're DJing and you can't decide what to play next. And then the song uh, runs out silence in the that, crowd. Uh, that I've had that dream many, many yeah. times. My, my, that's been replaced for me now in my dreams as scrabbling around trying to connect my Serato up and I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, honestly, I did a few, this is a while ago, I did a few shows with like fully improvised live modular things and you wouldn't believe the stress dreams that come out of that. Oh my God, yeah. But the, the reality of it is, so I'm at Sun and Bass, which is probably the most high stress, for me, it's like the most high stress, most important mm. gig of the year for me because, you know, it's not as big as something like Let It Roll, but you're surrounded by loads of other DJs, your peers, people you respect. Mm. The crowd there are like the the most headsiest heads there are who are very knowledgeable. And also you're aware they're all there for an amazing time and their holiday and you want them to have the best time and play the best set for them and everything. Yep. So, so you're in this situation, like I pull the other dude's USB out while I'm setting up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're both like, <laughs> and he just, you know, <laughs> his usb in the other one and starts another tune and you know the yeah, mc goes, and goes technical selection you know <laughs> and like and i had another situation huge one of those huge russian um gigs in moscow oh yeah or probably about ten thousand people when i was playing there and um this was what prompted me to switch using my time codes onto usbs rather than cds mm. um and basically th- i'd been using the same cds with my serato time code on for years and you know they basically got a little bit scratched and i'd never had this situation before and i was i'd planned my set meticulously and had everything I had to mix really really fast with everything because it was a like only an hour set and i'm there this video screens projected like they've got cameras on my face <laughs> on cinema screens on the side and everything and I'm I'm doing my mixing and everything, and it keeps on like I'm in the mix, so they can't hear this yet. But uh, it keeps on skipping as though like back in the day there was someone dancing on the stage and the needle jumps. Oh god! And you're like, and you're like, what's going on here? And like, and then basically, uh, it the the song I, I realized what was happening and realized there was a, it was a scratch CD, so I quickly ejected it and put a new one in, and I diagnosed it during the course of this song playing. But basically, I was just a bit too slow, and the song ran out, and it went to silence. Oh. Ultimate nightmare dream. Oh, no. Just in a club. It was in a massive arena in Moscow, and there's the cameras right. on my face. And you know, they, they they could probably have seen me going, "Oh, what's going on here?" Like entering like diagnostics mode and working it all out. But again, 
that's in you know your nightmare you're like what's the worst that could happen oh my god it went quiet and it went quiet and everyone starts going john b john, <laughs> john turned b. it around <laughs> and then i just you know i had the next one ready and pressed play so like what's the worst that could happen like that's there's probably worse things that can happen but yeah, yeah. i've had um the the just the entire power in the whole club go off to plunging mm. everyone into pitch black yeah. few times actually but that's not your fault though you're no, not responsible no. I easily could have been my fault I mean I, yeah. bro- I broke my you, ankle you turned- uh, once on stage in, in Paris that was that was quite bad oh uh, did I was, you keep playing yeah so for, an, for another 45 minutes with my leg up on a monitor speaker uh, the next DJ was late 15 minutes late and then they took me to oh, hospital it was good times Oh God! Um, do you think on the video screens there they might they could have done an action replay and sort of pinpointed the exact moment that you knew you'd fucked up? Yeah, <laughs> like well, in the was... Simpsons when they pinpoint when Ralph's heart breaks. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the thing was like I didn't fuck up. Like there was I had I was having technical issues and luckily I was prepared enough. You know I had spare time code things and I was mm. quick thinking enough to work out what was going on but you know when you when you're in the mix and it's a short like three minute rinse out drum and bass track you haven't got much time to sort out what's going on and so i guess they would have seen on my face i wasn't just like yeah yeah make some noise i was like oh shit uh (laughs) just drain (laughs) out of you sympathetic to my cause or i don't know but um ben you've probably um you've probably played out in sort of russia more than most drum and bass types yeah probably yeah uh what's the scariest thing that's ever happened out there everyone's got their story to be honest uh well the roads um yeah <laughs> driving yeah uh I, I, I mean that's sort of a standard thing but yeah the probably the most scared i've been in my life has been in situations where we've had a long drive to do um on like country even some like big cities it, out in the the sort of regional places they're just connected by you know these roads that are almost dirt tracks mm. but it's a long way so the guy's doing 70 it and uh, you know you're basically 10 seconds away from like a you know dash cam fail video on on youtube like it oh, mental and they're like oh. having to do these crazy overtakes at speed and uh, uh, you know in, in in the snow and yeah while smoking and talking on the yeah. phone yeah so i mean i i <laughs> Well, when I want to get, they always have the best driver and nice cars and everything, and you know, professional drivers. Um, but it's rare that I've had, you know, there's only been a few times in my life that I've done those really long drive. There was one where it was seven hours, oh, but God, it was God. there was no other way to get it. Was it like a double header weekend where I had two Russian gigs, and it was the only way to feasibly do it? And you know, once in a while, it's all right. I'm to, not sure it's worth the money. But, no, yeah. Nowadays, I, I I wouldn't do it. But when I was young and reckless, I was like, yeah, be an adventure. Yeah, but now I'm like, oh, no, you know, just, I'll miss my allotment if I'm dead. They've lured you in, telling you there was a very specific kind of Russian girl at this. Uh, <laughs> this new oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll do the show. <laughs> um, also, a lot of people wanting uh, to ask about Blandwagon Pose. Oh yes, I was expecting that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an inevitable. It's an inevitable conversation, isn't it? Uh, yeah. uh, the the story from the top was um, well, mainly. Is it true that Twisted rang you up and threatened you? Um, we did have a phone call. I can't remember if I called him or he called me. Right. Um, but I remember he he was calling me a cunt a lot and, <laughs> and stuff. But I, he was angry. So fair enough. And like I was just super diplomatic and like. I, it's a shame like because um if i'd played it a bit differently 
um, at the time, I don't think he'd have felt so pissed off because um, it's sort of it, the tune got out before I'd had a chance to even speak to SS or him or, you know, because yeah. um, I made it. And I think at the time, Dogs on Acid had some link up thing with like dub plates or, or there, there was something somewhere where people would upload clips of new tracks or something. Mm. And um, so I'd finished it and I went out to Swerve. And just before I went to Swerve, I sent it to that dude and um, got back, stayed out really late. And because I don't live in London, you know, I got back yeah. home at like 5, 5 a.m. or something. And by then it had just like blown up. It was sort of a 10 page thread on Dogs on Acid and everything. Oh, <laughs> um, well, those were the days. But, yeah. Those, <laughs> um, so, you know, it'd gone out there and I hadn't had a chance to like you know let twisted know i'd done it and you know it was a joke and i thought it'd be okay because we we're on the same label and the same with it mm. and i'd also heard, i think i'd sent it to ss or something but not spoken to him about it and he'd played it in dc that night as well or, or i don't know there was some weird stuff but basically i hadn't done the right thing which was uh you know let everyone concerned know and explain the intentions and you know <laughs> getting prepared so <laughs> just not yeah not like tell him in, in, in advance of even even make look i've made this tune and it's just <laughs> it's just ripping you to shreds basically <laughs> not only that but it's a better tune than your tune. oh well i don't know about that but yeah I, just, I think what spurred me to make it was because he'd he'd done the track that was taking the piss out of distorted minds yes ripping off his style yeah my point of view at the time was like his style was kind of so generic like how could he claim that someone was stealing his style when it wasn't particularly unique anyway mm. and then also it was ironic that they'd kind of assuming they had done that they'd kind of taken his sound and smashed it out of the park and done it a lot better and he just sounded grumpy about it <laughs> and i'm just like oh. and also i'd been wanting to do a track at the time that had like a big ambitious trancey intro and then just went ah fuck it i know you don't want any you don't want this kind of shit you just want some silly jump up just want some wobble uh, that's all they want Better clown. combining a few random thoughts i had at the time and yeah but i, I, I should have played it differently because there's the, you know i don't know twisted never met him or anything like and um yeah, so <laughs> whatever. Bless him. Well, you know, he's he's old twisted. He says crazy things. What, what's <laughs> yeah. he gonna do next? Woohoo! Yeah, I'm yeah. Lost. I'll stay out of that one. Like live and let live. Yes. Well, yes. This is this is true. Um, right now, I've got some um, I've got some foolish questions for you to get into here. If you're interested. All right. Uh, if you had to give up all this music, Lark, and get a real job, what mm. would you rather? Run a mini cab firm with Nicky Black Market. Or a la- or a laundrette with DJ hype and why? That would be both of those would be kind of fun, I guess. Um, it's living a simple life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if I had to live the simple life, and I, the, there'd probably be other jobs. I, one of the things I actually thought about, if I did have to jack it all in, I'd still want to be around airports. I'd maybe work security at Heathrow or something. God, you, I, you really like airports? I know you're an airport ninja well, and everything. I guess if I had to work there, it would be a bit, it would, the novelty would wear off. But like, I quite like padding people down all day of like gliding through Heathrow. Hmm. Uh, maybe you, know. you could be a um, a trolley dolly. I'm not sure that's the term they use these days, but. Uh, I think for you, I'll yeah, make an exception. PA, they still let old people do it on British Airways, don't they? Um, well, that's because they got the contracts back in like the 70s yeah. and they never run out. Yeah, I, oh, I don't know, because I just have to deal with like really entitled DJs and stuff. 
Mm, yeah. All right. So come on, look. Laundrette with Hype or Minicab with Nicky Black. Um, right? You get to drink a lot of cups of tea at both of these. Probably be busier in a laundrette because the minicab company would be just, you'd, I'd just be going, oh, blimmin' Uber, mate, Uber, God. Oh, yeah, a lot of complaining. You'd be on the phones, yeah. probably. Laundrette, laundrette, and All you right. sort of have a side business out the back with a pirate radio station and dot yeah. nice. or something. That'll work. All right. Um, now, this is a fight that I've broken down my opinion of uh, in the past, but I'd be keen to know what you reckon. Who would win in a charity boxing match between Goldie and MC Depp, and why? <sighs> Ooh, probably Goldie because I think he's more agile and his yoga moves would mm. give him more ducking mm. and a diving. But if mm. Det landed a punch, mm. it he's got more strength, I would say. Yes, this, this was actually, I thought the exact same thing. I thought Goldie's going to want to try and wear him out, wear the big man yeah. out, you know, and then pff, take him down with like a ni nice uppercut yeah, or something. I, I, my money would be on Goldie, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no okay. disrespect to debt, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. no. They're both, you know, both yeah. great fighters in their own respect, but, you know. Okay, uh, now on, on to your uh, fighting prowess. Do you think you could beat Boris Johnson in a fight? And I have a few stipulations about the fight. The fight would take place in a pub car park in a country <laughs> pub of your choosing. Uh, <laughs> it would be bare, <laughs> well, anywhere you like. It would be bare knuckle, one round, no time limit. The only rules are no biting, hair pulling or makeup smudging. <laughs> uh, I think Boris has probably got more practice from his days of straighteners with uh, Eaton and all that crap, so he would probably beat me. You reckon? Yeah, uh, plus I haven't had a fight with anyone pretty much ever. Okay. Uh, what well, if I you were allowed in an eight-week training camp? If I went to an eight-week training camp, then yeah, I'd beat him. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, nice. Quietly confident. Very confident. Okay. If you yeah, take me on an MMA training thing or whatever. That would make a wonderful reality program if you are ever interested. <laughs> yes. Um, I think taking two DJs that have never thrown a punch in their life and putting them through, you know, a training camp and then making yeah. them have a charity match at the end would be and I'd really nice. healthy. At the end of it, and it'd be like strictly, I'd like lose loads of weight and everything. Yeah. Except, well, as long as I end up getting together and I divorce my wife or something. <laughs> A strictly curse. <laughs> you, you end up falling in love with your opponent. Yes. <laughs> Boris Johnson. Yeah, well, yeah, Boris is uh, uh, he's leaving his wife or something, or she's leaving him now, so yeah. Hey, you never know. You at the know. John B. Bojo. Uh, yeah, it's JB and BJ. Oh, Come God. On. <laughs> Imagine the, yeah. hair, the hair that your children would have. Uh, 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 no. Yeah. No, don't? Okay. Uh, all right, which world leader would you rather start a jump-up double act with? You'd be making the tunes and DJing. They'd get on the mic and take most of the credit. Uh, your options are um, uh, leader of the free world, Big Donny T. Uh, your act would be called the Pussy Grabbers. Uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, you, your act would be called the Pocket Rockets. Uh, Putin, you, your act would be called the Spy That Wubbed Me. Uh, or... <laughs> Angela Merkel, and you'd be called German Engineering. Oh, Angela Merkel, easy. That would yeah? be amazing. Yeah, oh, that, would, that, would, that would kill it. Merkel on the mic. Yeah, murking it. Yeah, just straight up murkage. Vibe inserter. Coming oh. at you from Deutschland, rinsing out the whole... Oh, yeah, that's why I'm not an MC. <laughs> you like getting on the mic, though. I've, I've seen you with a special, like, sort of... Uh, like radio DJ style mic that yeah, comes yeah, over yeah. the top. Yeah, I just, um, I, I've got, it's annoying because Pioneer have changed the layout of their DJ mixers now, but yeah. they used to have XLR input on the top, 
and I've just got this kind of, it's like a, a craft worky kind of mic. You mm. just stick it in and it's, it's sort of self-supporting and yeah, it's just cause you know, a lot of the times when it's a club show and I'm the only headliner, there may not, they, they won't have booked like an international MC. So it's either like a local guy or, or nothing. And I don't know, it's part of the way I, I do stuff is I, I want like a personal connection with the crowd anyway, and mm. try to not be a stereotypical, very serious the DJ and, it's nice to just go on the mic and be like, what's up? How are you doing? Hello. Put, your fucking, uh, put your fucking hands up. Fucking hands up. <laughs> put your fucking hands up. I want to take them out of your pockets. Stop yeah. putting your phones down. That's the music if you don't put your fucking hands up. <laughs> Stop chewing at the back. <laughs> don't think I can't sway. <laughs> Turn it off. That's yeah. it. Right off. Not just on silent. Off. You're not, you're not getting the rewind until... <laughs> Everyone's phone's fucking off and the fucking hands are up. Um, do you think, as I do, that, that all rewinds should have to go through a special rewind committee where they can authorise or deny the rewind request? There's a lot of paperwork I, idea, involved. Idea for a club night. Everyone's given a, a little device or maybe an app. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just giving away an idea that we could make some money now. Uh, Never mind. Um, yeah, and you have one rewind request <laughs> per set. As a, as a person in the crowd. Yeah. And basically, everyone's, they can't call for a rewind all the time. They have, like, it's like a golden buzzer on, like, X Factor or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, if more than, you know, 50% or some threshold have asked for the rewind, then a big light has to flash in front of the DJ and he has to do the rewind. Yeah, or, think or he doesn't get paid. Democratic process. Yeah, so you're democratizing rewinds. Yes. Nice. And, like, move, moving forward for the, the millennial technological mm. innovation Eve thing. Mm. And you could only oh, could have it if it was live streamed. You could you could extend that to those watching on the internet as well. Wow! Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, they did have a. Um, there was a Red Bull Sound Clash thing a while ago, which had like Shy Effects and Chase and Status, and they also had like ASAP yeah. Rocky and Rodigan was there and stuff. And they had some sort of voting system online with that, but I think it wasn't for the rewind. It was just for who you wanted to win. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, kind of, it's possible. Got to keep them engaged. Yeah, I know. You got. This. I, do, I do remember, like in um, in the sort of mid days of bro step, like playing a lot in Europe. The kids there did seem to struggle with staying engaged. Like they, you, they'd have a build up and they'd all start going crazy. It would drop. They'd go mad for ten seconds and then they'd just stand there and like, stare next. at you. Yeah. Next, please. Come on. Next, come on. Where's the drop? Well, my attention span is only fifteen seconds. It's like no, you're supposed to <laughs> dance in between. <laughs> very strange uh right couple more bits for you um you know your record up all night yes did you know that it's very good if you take drugs while listening to it (laughs) Uh, i have been told that yes yeah i don't i mean if you ever decide to uh start taking drugs i will say put that record on they don't half go well together Ah, particularly the vip as well it can get quite emotional actually yeah yeah. I remember the, the VIP, the, uh, the the epic mix, the one with the big uh, yeah trancey intro. Yeah, I remember the first time I played that, and I did it, and I played it in Dallas in this big rave, and as my first tune, like no one did like three and a half minute long ravey intros <laughs> in those days. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I remember hearing that at uh, Valve Sound at the race course in Brighton. Uh, me with my pal Elvis, nineteen ninety, and uh, yeah, we 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 almost shed a tear. Oh, and uh, they were they were wonderful times. It was on on Star Wars Day, May the Fourth. 
Oh, and awesome. we it, people weren't calling it Star Wars Day then. It sort of hadn't really been invented, and we sort of realised it. And you know, we we're on Baines, and we were like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> is like, so meaningful." Mm. <laughs> feel the force. Feel the force. No, feel the Baines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great times. Right, look, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you get on because I'm sure you've got hot sauce to make. Actually, no, come on, look, I'm gonna get into this oh. last one. We're at the we're at yeah, the cool. end now. I'd, you know how how bad can, you know how bad can it get? A whole teaspoon of it. Oh no, I really think I'd be in trouble. I did start sweating off that last one. Yeah, I'm trying to play it down. Most of the chilies I use for these are super hot. What they're called, like inverted commas, super hots, yeah. and like they're really, really hot. But the heat comes on slowly, so you'll think it's like, oh, I can handle this, and then give it ten, fifteen seconds. You're like, oh shit. Well, that's what that's what I thought. I was like, oh, actually, no, that's fine. Okay, it's getting a little bit hotter. It's getting a little bit hotter. I was like, God, if this goes all the way, I I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Well, yeah, give I'll... the bottle a proper shake before you try it. Get uh, it all. Someone in the chat is asking, ask him what dark thoughts were in his mind when he made the tune Lava. Uh, no dark thoughts, really. I was just like, I'm going to make a headsy, choppy-uppy, tech-steppy for the modern generation type tune, get some nice atmospherics in there, try and do something that's a, a proper paying homage to the, the metalhead sound in, in a modern way. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you a good record of yours, John. Vampire Eyes, that's a good record. Ah, oh, yes. love that tune. Yeah, yeah. In fact, In Transit is, uh, I would say, possibly my uh, possibly my favourites on there. I think it was the sort of oh. uh, nice uh, uh, junction between the sort of electro-y sort of more yeah. vocally stuff and hard amen tunes. Oh, <laughs> did you say Alexa? You said something Alexa related and she started talking in the house. Oh, really? What was she saying? Yeah. I don't know. She said, hmm, I don't know that one. So I don't know. <laughs> tell, her, tell her to stop listening in on our conversations. Yeah. Alexa, stop listening. Oi, Bezos, stop yeah. listening to everything we say. <laughs> uh. mm. Oh, yeah, that's got a bit. All right. Ooh. Are you on the tropical fire now? Because yeah. I can't see what's going on here. I haven't got your um, video stream going. Yeah, it's. It's got a poke to it. Yeah, yeah. that works. Yeah. That's a hot one, yeah. So people can buy these, presumably, on the fucking Nora, on the internet. It's really, it's very fruity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the flavour I always go for is the fruit, because um, when I, I wasn't really a hot sauce guy before, um, but when I grew my own chilies, like, when you cut them open, the flavour and the, the smell's just nuts, especially mm. the super hot ones. It's just insane. Yeah, it's a whole other world, isn't it? Norm, you know, sh sh shop bought um, hot sauces. I try just are so vinegary and so sort of taste like almost metallic. And mm. you know, yeah. I know that's the thing, but I, I wanted to make ones that were sweeter and more fruity, but still ruthlessly hot. You've always uh, got to do something different, haven't you, John? You can't just do the same as everyone else. <laughs> always got to be weird with it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're they're wonderful. So yeah, people, jungle fire hot sauce. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. It's all sold. It's all sold out at the moment. But oh, I've uh, fine, I made a few it. new batches last week, so they're going to be up uh, probably next week or something. Um, so yeah, cool. Well, I've got some on my nose now, so that's starting to uh, oh, kick in. Bit of fun, isn't it? Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, mate, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, no, we'll right. see you very soon. See right. you soon. Lots of love. Peace. Bye. Peace. John B there on the Skype. A lovely gentleman. Right. Okay. Come on. Let's play another jam.
And we'll sort of wrap up the show. Uh, ooh, how about a little bit of noise here? Why not? Oh, Ben Wilson, he's talking about a DJ celebrity bake-off. Less blows to the face. Bit more inclusive, I guess. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. If you didn't already know, you can get this as a podcast uh, in a slightly less traditional way for the time being. If you go into the notes on the YouTube video or on um, the archive page of the website, there's an RSS feed link. And if you go to your podcast app and go and go to add podcast by URL, stick that link in and it'll come right up. There's also a link to the Spotify playlist with all the tunes that I've been playing. And of course, a link to support the show on Patreon. I was genuinely a bit terrified after that first taste of the hot sauce. I thought I could be in trouble here. Same in the chat saying this sounds like Current Value started doing jump up. Current Value has started doing jump up. There's some bits on that sauce souped up label. I don't fully understand the tunes on that label. They're probably not for me. There were some good bits. He's doing some stuff with Leveller as well. Keen to find out about that. Right, take this little opportunity to say thanks very much to everybody on the Patreon VIP list. That's Nicholas Gonclavs, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Tony Hart, Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Colm Murphy, Sam Howard and Tony J. If you want your name on that list that I read out at the beginning and end of every show, go and support us on Patreon. If you offer up $10 a month, I will. you get your name on the website, you get me shouting you out. And there'll be all manner of other good stuff. Um, I'm going. To, I'm thinking of different things that I can add: merch, t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs. Some of these, uh, I'd rather be double dropping the nine mugs. We need your support to make the station bigger and better. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you again to John B, a fine gentleman.
Oh, this is true. Survival from Quarantine has got Celebrity Chef locked down. Hugh Downer has mentioned, yeah, he's like a legit, really, he was on MasterChef. Jesse's saying we'll pay to watch Current Value versus Lime Wax doing Victoria Sponges. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd pay for that. I'd support a GoFundMe for that. Right, thank you everybody that's tuned in today. I will be back at 10am tomorrow morning with more coffee, memes and fucking banging tunes. Ooh! Yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, like I say, you can. these will be all on YouTube for replay. They're on SoundCloud and you can get them on the podcast. The, the how to do that is described on the website and the archive page or the RSS feed is in the details on the video. Yeah, please don't hesitate to support us on Patreon so I can keep doing this every day and keep entertaining y'all. I'm having fun and hopefully you are too. Increase the pace. And don't let your memes just be dreams. Thank you, Threshold.